You are now entering the Nintendo Power Zone. Now you're podcasting with power. Welcome to the Nintendo Power Zone, guys. It's your boy, Nice One Ninety Three, and as you can tell, I am still rocking the Splatoon gear from earlier, which can only mean one thing: we're gonna do a brand new breakdown video for the Splatoon Two Direct. So, guys, there was so much information given today. Uh, a lot of it was a recap of stuff we've already seen through, you know other uh, directs and other updates but there was some new stuff here today too that I am really excited to talk about so we might as well just go ahead and dive right in and start where they started we're gonna start with gear uh, because we're in a new area we have a lot of new retailers in the new region so here in Inkopolis Square the first store that they showed off was called Headspace it's run by flow now flow is this sea slug and uh, this is where you're gonna buy all your headgear such as you know the goggles the hats your glasses anything that your squid is gonna wear on top of their head they are gonna be selling here at Headspace so flow is a straight-up hippie she looks exactly like a hippie and it's really cool so she is replacing Annie and Mo who not for nothing I'm really sad to see those two go not I hated Annie and Mo I'm glad they're not back and I'm glad that Flo is taking all of their business because like I said Annie and Mo were jerks and honestly that is not how you run a business by talking trash to your customers so glad they're gone so yeah let's just go ahead and move on next up we have ye old cloth shop which is run by Jalfonso Jalfonso is a jellyfish just like Jalonzo was in the first game uh, he actually speaks inkling but he does it in an old dialect that's very similar to old English so this is where you're gonna go to buy your shirts uh, and he's replacing Jalonzo who I'm kinda sad to not see Jalonzo selling clothing in this game but you know I guess he's doing his thing over at a Inkopolis Plaza. Uh, moving on, we had Bisque, who is a crab. He is going to be replacing Krusty Sean. He is going to be selling shoes. So no more shrimp kicks. Uh, Bisque runs Shella Fresh, which, by the way, best name for a store in the game. Shella Fresh. I love that name. Uh, now, Bisque is a crab, and he looks like a straight-up punk rocker like very Kurt Cobain grungy looking but uh I'm looking forward to buying some shoes from there hopefully he's you know he's he's got enough sense to you know have the boots and whatnot and returning from Splatoon 1 is Sheldon and he is still running Ammonites and Ammonites is where you're gonna go to buy things like your splatter shots so and your rollers and all your other great uh, great weaponry that we saw from Splatoon 1 and there are so many awesome new weapons in Splatoon 2 so we're gonna just go ahead and use that to segue into weapons so weapons still come in sets of three so you have your main weapon your sub weapon and your special but 
you know, we'll talk about all of those in detail. Let's go ahead and start with the shooters because some of the new weapons here in Splatoon 2 have some abilities. So the first shooter that has a different ability are the dualies. So if you guys played the test fire, you know that the dualies allow you to do the dodge roll. So very cool. Moving on, rollers are returning from the previous game. Now rollers have been given a little bit of an upgrade because they now swing vertically when you do a jump. And this basically allows you to you know, spread ink a little bit further with that vertical jump. So now rollers have a little bit more distance in play. So rollers are not like the easy weapon to master anymore. It's going to take a little bit more finesse to use a roller properly. Next up, we have chargers, which also have the new ability. And their ability is to store the charge, which basically allows for some mobility with a charger. You're not, you know, locked into like, you know, your perch. You can now charge you know charge your charger and you know move around the field a little bit and you don't have to worry too much about losing your charge now it is a limited charge but it's still something more than you got in the first game uh sloshers and blasters don't appear to have been given any upgrades which i kind of feel bad there are a ton of people who use you know luna blasters and slosh buckets so to see them not get the upgrade is you know I feel bad for, for those people, but it doesn't really affect my playstyle all too much. So they showed off some new weapons during the Direct. Uh, the first one being the Clash Blaster, which I love the way this gun looks. It's got crayons all along the side of it. And I'm not lying, guys. I am seriously waiting for Crayola to announce some kind of, you know, Splatoon tie-in where they have Splatoon-themed uh, colors. But love the way this looks it functions very similarly to the Luna Blaster only it shoots much faster this is a rapid fire gun so it's very cool I love it I love the design I'm looking forward to trying this gun out uh, once Splatoon 2 starts uh, the next new weapon they showed off was the Flingza Roller now this is a transforming roller and it basically changes its shape based on the way that it's swung so this is sick and it has a very long vertical spray, even longer than other rollers. But the only drawback is, is that it's got a slower fling time. So it's going to take you longer to get that, that uh, you know, the benefits of it, which will leave you susceptible to being splatted. But, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. Uh, the next weapon they showed off was the Goo Tuber, which is a charger. And this weapon holds its charge for a very long time, basically allowing the you know the player to swim to a better position so that they can possibly get that sneak attack off. Uh, lastly, they showed off the dapple dualies, which are lightweight, which allow for faster movement, and it basically means the player has to gets to dodge roll less because they the the guns allow for you know much more freedom of movement. Moving on to some of the new sub-weapons that they showed, they showed the Auto Bomb, and I love this thing. It's essentially a drone with legs that runs around the field, targets opponents, and explodes them. Very neat. Uh, then they showed off the Toxic Mist, which is a basically a cloud of mist that slows opponents' movements down, but it also drains their ink uh, reserves, which means they're going to lose their mobility and their defensive capabilities. This is going to be really useful in modes like Tower Control especially during the checkpoint sections of it. Uh, moving on, we have our specials, which, you know, 
Just like in Splatoon 1, you can only perform a special when your ink gauge is full and you can access your special once it is. And now you can see when your opponents have their special by looking at the UI icons, they're going to start to glow when an opponent's uh, special is fully primed. So no excuse to not know that somebody had their special this time around, guys. So some of the new specials that they showed were the Ink Storm, which is a cloud of rain that flies overhead and rains down ink onto the field and to the opponents. Then they showed off the Bomb Launcher, which basically just, it's like a little catapult, which fires a barrage of bombs onto the field, kind of like the bomb rush of the, you know, from Splatoon 1, but aesthetically more pleasing. Then they showed off a very awesome special called Ink Armor, which increases the team's defensive capabilities for a set period of time, and you can now prevent damage from one full-on attack no matter how strong. So that includes specials, sub-weapons, and main weapons. You are going to be able to prevent one full attack from you know giving you damage this is going to be really useful in modes like rainmaker especially the closer you get to the opposing team's platforms you're going to want that kind of protection and it's very cool that it's there now the last new special that they showed has the best name it's the baller it's basically a giant hamster ball that you know the inkling gets in and as they move the ball around it fills up with ink it can even climb walls and once the, the, the hamster ball is full, it explodes, which can allow you to splat, you know, enemies. Very cool. At first, when I saw it, I thought it was the return of the bubbler, which I was like, no, but it's not the bubbler. This is far better than the bubbler. So, guys, we st still haven't seen any invincible uh, specials yet. Now, the ink armor will prevent a player from being splatted. But only once, it's not permanent like the Kraken or the Bubbler. So Splatoon 2 is really going, you know, out of their way to make sure that nobody has a true, like, cheap advantage, especially for these ranked modes. Speaking of modes, we have some returning modes, starting with Turf War, which Turf War is basically what it sounds like. You're basically just competing on the map to see who can control a larger area uh, whoever has the most ink down on the ground is going to win so that's back I really wish they had incorporated that into ranked battles but it seems like you know the team at Nintendo who's developing Splatoon wants to keep that as the more casual mode but moving on to ranked battles you know tower control splat zones and rainmaker are returning but with a few caveats uh, if you saw the last breakdown video I did we talked about those in detail but what's cool here is that they said today that the maps will now rotate every two hours. So you're not locked into these four hour blocks of each mode, which I swear sometimes I would be stuck in, you know, Rainmaker every time I got on. So I'm glad that they've shortened the time frames, which means that I can now have the opportunity to play in more different modes. But the best thing they've done for rank mode is this. Each mode now has their own rank. So basically, rank mode is going to break down like this. Tower Control has its own uh, rank, Splat Zones has its own rank, and Rainmaker has its own rank. Which means if you have a bad night in Splat Zones, the only score that's going to be affected is your Splat Zone score. It's not going to hurt your Tower Control, and it's not going to hurt your Rainmaker. This is a great addition. 
because I would have some really bad teammates playing Splatfest and it would really mess up my rank. I would just, I've gone from being A all the way to C in, you know, a matter of two hours just because I had a bad night at Splat Zones. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I'm the type of player who has to play until they win. I cannot go to bed with a negative record. I will stay up all night trying to get myself back up to that A rank. So now just knowing that it's only going to affect the individual mode that I'm playing in, I think I'm going to be able to sleep better at night because of that, guys. Uh, next up, League Battles. League battles are very similar to ranked battles, but it allows you and your friends to compete. You have up to you can have up to two to four players per team, and just like ranked battles, you're going to be competing in tower control, splat zones, and rainmaker for a period of two hours. But your score is going to be based on your wins and losses for that time frame. So once you know that two hour time period ends and you move on to the next mode, that mode will have its own separate score. Very very good idea Nintendo love this and it's going to be really great for you and your team to you know basically coordinate you're going to be able to learn and you know play online play competitively but at the same time do it in a more friendly environment than you know traditional rank battles all right guys so let's go ahead and move on to abilities this time around instead of going to spike to upgrade your gear for new abilities you're going to be going to merch now Merch, just like a Spike, appears to be a sea urchin, and he's got some great new abilities for Splatoon 2. So the first new ability that they showed off was Thermal Ink. So with Thermal Ink, any opposing player that you have shot with your main weapon now becomes trace trackable. So you'll be able to see them through walls. It basically uh, functions like night vision goggles where you're tracking the heat signature of a player. It's very cool. I think this is an awesome new ability. Very cool. It's going to be able to prevent a lot of sneak attacks. So this is one that I'm looking really forward to trying out. The next new ability they showed off was the Object Shredder. Now this one's cool because basically this is going to increase your damage output to non-player targets like the beacons and the splash wall. So now players won't be able to hide behind the splash walls too long if somebody on your team has this ability you know added to their gear set moving on the next new mode they showed was salmon run we've seen salmon run uh, in a lot of depth we they showed it off very thoroughly during e3 uh, but here in salmon run they talked about how salmon run has exclusive gear that can only be obtained from playing it so if you're gonna want to stay fresh you're gonna have to play Salmon Run because you're gonna want that exclusive gear. Now guys, I wanna move on to the part of this Direct that got me the most excited. Nintendo finally talked about their online app which is now going to be called Nintendo Switch Online. So, for the purposes of Splatoon, the Nintendo Switch Online app will have Splatnet 2. For people who remember Splatnet 1, I don't really have to break this down for you, but for people who are new to Splatoon, let me go ahead and break this down. Splatnet was a web page or a web app for your mobile phone that basically allowed you to see what stages were in rotation, when they were going to change, uh, which of your friends were online, and a lot of other cool stuff. 
this time around it's got a big upgrade so it's going to show you the stage schedule your gear and your stats but now you're going to be able to view your results from your last 50 battles you're going to be able to see your win rates for specific stages and modes this is really important for people who play competitively they're going to be able to see exactly how they performed in those matches and they're going to be able to make adjustments to their play style this is great for the competitive community especially if nintendo really wants to focus on making splatoon 2 an esport now nintendo has made great strides in supporting esports with their games this is one of them and the only thing they could do that would really be better than this is to you know upgrade the capture function on the switch to record video we know it's coming at some point but they haven't said when i was really hoping that they would say so during this direct because the, the best way to get better is to watch how you play and to watch the mistakes that you make and you know look at the things you do well so that's the only way to make it better but right now this is a pretty good solution being able to see the your your results for the last 50 battles so important in my opinion you're really going to be able to make great strides in your play if you're paying attention to this now as far as the app itself uh, the Nintendo switch online app this has got its own functionality so with this app you're going to be able to invite other players who have the game to join you online in virtually every mode which is yes absolutely yes but the greatest part about this is that you're now going to be able to use voice chat now voice chat will split players by their teams so if you have eight friends playing splatoon online you know four people are going to be able to communicate with each other at a time while they're playing in the battle mode this is awesome because this is going to allow for coordination that wasn't available in the original splatoon uh People had workarounds by using, you know, the booyah and the command, uh, you know, functions of the gamepad. Now you're going to be able to truly coordinate by speaking to each other. This really opens the game up competitively. Best thing they could have done uh, was adding voice chat and, you know, via this smartphone app, you're going to be able to do so. So Nintendo, love this solution. Add it to more games, please. Moving on, we got to see the Amiibo functionality this time around, and Amiibo functionality was really limited in Splatoon 1. It basically opened up the single player campaign a lot more uh, by adding extra challenges so that you could get specific uh, gear items. Now there is so much more. This time around you're going to be able to set your controller settings to an Amiibo, and since you're now going to be able to have different control options for your tablet mode and docked mode. It is really important, especially if you're going to go over to a friend's house, being able to save your controller settings to an Amiibo, scan that Amiibo on their Nintendo Switch. It's really going to allow you to play the game the way you always play the game. Very cool. Outside of that, you're also going to be able to save your gear, your weapon loadout, and your nickname to any Splatoon Amiibo. And also very cool couple other settings that they showed off was a uh, exclusive amiibo gear so guys no complaining this time around you know that there's going to be gear exclusive to the amiibo if you want this gear buy the set now I know a lot of people complained 
uh, during Splatoon 1 saying that, you know, they locked the gear to Amiibo. But guess what, guys? The Splatoon Amiibos weren't hard to find, in my opinion. Everywhere I go, I still see all six of the Inklings, uh, and I still can find Callie and Marie. So they're not hard to find by these Amiibo. By the way, speaking of those old Amiibo, they are also going to be fully compatible in Splatoon 2. So guys, hope you save those Amiibo. But one of my favorite features for Amiibo is that you're now going to be able to take selfies with the Amiibo that you customize. Uh, I did a lot of selfies in Splatoon 1 using Miiverse, which was a pain in the butt. And I don't recommend it. It's really, really tedious. But now with the screenshot functionality and this selfie mode so much better it's so much better and I'm excited for this I really am you guys can call me lame all you want but I think this is a great feature another thing that's returning is the Miiverse graffiti in Splatoon 1 I loved the graffiti in uh, in that game I love being able to promote the podcast you know by you know writing a hand-drawn message and watching it be on the stage and in the plaza I love that that was such a great feature for me I'm glad it's coming back I was really gonna miss it if it didn't but we see it here and I'm excited about it so guys Krusty Sean is now doing a different occupation here in Splatoon 2 no longer selling shoes that job belongs to Bist the Crab Krusty Sean is now serving food from a food truck now this food is actually important because if you buy the food you're gonna be able to get extra points and money uh, while you do battles online so it's going to be really important especially if you want to stay fresh and buy more gear and more weapons you're gonna to want to use uh, Krusty Sean's food to go ahead and give you you know the, that little boost so guys it's time to talk about local multiplayer so in order to, to do local multiplayer you're gonna to go to the shoal now the shoal is where most people are gonna to go to do you know you know their wireless local multiplayer but you can also do land play in the shoal which is awesome we also got to see the return of squid beats uh, which is one of the old arcade games that they had in the original splatoon I'm hoping because they showed off squid beats that we're gonna see like you know squid jump 2 or some of the other great arcade games that you know you played while you killed time waiting for your match to start in the lobby now guys moving on to something that's super important to Splatoon 1 structure updates this time around we're gonna see new weapons new gear and new stages and some of the stages they showed off look great they showed that cruise ship that really looked amazing and I can't wait to play on that stage but they also showed off some weapons. So the first weapon they showed off was the Splat Umbrella, which is it's basically an umbrella that can block attacks. And then you can fire that umbrella at the opposing team to go ahead and splat them. A really cool uh, new special that they showed off was the Bubble Blower, which basically you get a bubble wand, blow these big ink bubbles in the sky, then you blast the ink bubbles and they burst and they cover the field in ink and they can be used to splat opponents this is an awesome special I can't wait to get my hands on that special because it looked like a lot of fun guys we're also going to see the return of Splatfest and now Splatfest has been upgraded 
because we're now going to get two years worth of Splatfest. So what I'm thinking this means is that by the time they end Splatfest, we're probably going to be getting ready for Splatoon 3, um, which, hey, after two years with Splatoon 1, you know, it was time for an upgrade. Hopefully after two years with Splatoon 2, we can get an upgrade for, you know, to Splatoon 3. But guys, they announced the first Splatfest, and it's going to be taking place July 15th, which is a whole week before the release of the game. And they announced the first theme. It's going to be ice cream versus cake. So guys, I really hope that you're going to go ahead and do the right thing and join team ice cream because only fat kids like cake now i know you're staring at me and like saying nice one you're kind of fat i agree with you but this is the one time where a fat kid doesn't like cake i hate cake ice cream all the way baby <clears throat> so very cool but guys the biggest addition to splatfest has not yet been revealed i'm gonna tell you right now the one thing that Mario After Party and myself complained about during Splatfest was you did not have the ability to join your friends in matches. Not a problem anymore. You can now play with your friends in Splatfest. Now, they didn't exactly break down how this works. Uh, it doesn't say that, you know, there's a possibility that you'd be playing against your friends, but you can play with your friends, which is really, really freaking important and I know Mario After Party is doing backflips saying praise the Lord thank you thank you Nintendo for making this a thing alright guys there's only one thing left to talk about and it's the most jarring in my opinion so as we know two years have passed since Splatoon 1 and in that two years it appears that the Squid Sisters have broken up now, I hope you guys read the Squid stories that they did uh, last month. But Callie and Marie are no longer, you know, visible pop idols. They have been supplanted by a band called Off The Hook. Now, Off The Hook is a new pop idol band that have basically taken over all of Callie and Marie's duties. They are now the band that performs during Splatfest. But not only that, they are also doing, you know, the newsreel that that you see at the beginning of every game. They're going to be telling you what the stages are uh, for rank mode and, you know, turf war. And they've basically taken Callie and Marie's jobs. So, the members of Off the Hook are Marina. Now, Marina is an Octoling DJ and she's the singer of the band. And Marina has got some swag, but I don't know if you can trust her because she's an Octoling, the sworn enemies of the Inkling. How much can you really trust an Octoling? It remains to be seen, guys. Uh, and the next member of the band is Pearl, which is like a fusion of Nicki Minaj and Iggy Azalea, which, yeah, basically if Nicki Minaj and Iggy Azalea had a baby, you'd have Pearl. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. And she looks like the devil. She really does. She looks so evil. But she is the rapper of the uh, group. And uh, I don't know what else to say about her. For some reason though, 
I really liked the song that these two were performing during, you know, the direct. I thought it was very cool. And they are completely different from Callie and Marie. They're, you know, you have a singer and a rapper, like, and whereas Callie and Marie were really, like, Japanese pop idols, you know, uh, Off the Hook is very much the antithesis of that. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how they play. I have the sneaking suspicion that those two are responsible for Callie and Marie, you know, their breakup in quotations, you know, I believe that those two are the, they're the reason why the Squid Sisters are no longer around. But we'll just have to play the game to find out if that's true or not. Now, Callie and Marie's catchphrase, stay fresh, has been supplanted. You know, Off the Hook does not do that. They have their own catchphrase, which is, don't get cooked, stay off the hook. Take that as you will, guys. But personally, I think these two were really cool, despite the fact that I don't think you can trust them. I think they were the biggest reveal of, you know, the Nintendo Direct. Those two have pretty much captured the imagination of everybody right now. And I'm wondering if people are still missing Callie and Marie. It is what it is. We'll have to see what, if any, larger role these two will play in the game. But guys, that's it. That's all of the major information that was broken during, you know, this uh, Splatoon 2 Direct. They showed off so much. All of this stuff has me super hype. And I'm glad that there's only two weeks left until Splatoon 2 comes out. And next weekend, we'll all be participating in Splatfest. So, hell yes. I love this. I'm so excited. Um... Nintendo's really, really been on a roll this year with a bunch of great games. We had Breath of the Wild. We had Mario Kart. We have so much. We have, you know, ARMS and Splatoon 2. This year is great. If you have a Switch and you're a Nintendo fan, this is the best possible year for you right now. But anyway, guys, I got to go ahead and get out of your hair. As always, before I do, I gotta hit you up with the social media links. So, you know you can hit me up on Twitter, at Nice1983. You can email me at Nice1983 at gmail.com. And check me out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Nintendo Power Zone. If you're a fan of the Nintendo Power Zone podcast, you can always download new episodes on iTunes. Google Play Music, stream new episodes on Stitch Radio. But if you want to watch the show live, you can catch me right here on YouTube. YouTube.com slash user slash the article. T-H-A-A-R-T-I-C-L-E. And guys, we don't just do the podcast here on the YouTube channel. We have breakdown videos. We have unboxing videos. We have, you know, live reactions. We do everything. We do everything we can to give you guys the best possible you know, content. So go ahead, hit us up on all the social media links, check out the YouTube page, and definitely, definitely download the podcast, guys, because I guarantee you there's going to be at least one episode that you fall in love with. But guys, that's going to be it for me, so I got to hit you up with a new catchphrase. Don't get cooked. Stay off the hook. Deuces. <laughs>